You've heard me talk about it before, and I'm truly not joking. I'm being 100% genuine. I love Doc Spartan products. I use it every day. I talk about the Sex Panther beard bomb. That's literally what is in my beard right now. And I use all of the scrubs, my favorite being the coffee scrub, just in the shower, gives you the tingles, gives you the feels. I love it. And there's so many other great products. I use their deodorant. I've used their hand care when I've had tears. Just check them out. It's veteran owned, you know, guy that was in the military serving our country, Dale. I got to know him over the years and he's just a great dude. And I started buying his products and he reached out to me and said, hey, we want to support the show and we appreciate it. And I just want you guys to not only support Doc Spartan and Dale, but also reap the benefits. If you want to be sexy like me, then you want to check out Doc Spartan products, 15% off with the code best hour. That's best hour for 15% off anything at their website, docspartan.com. Check out the coffee scrub and definitely check out the beard bomb. And ladies, there's stuff for you too. So head on over to docspartan.com, use the code best hour and save 15%. We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. Fern, as you know, many times we've asked for reviews of this podcast. You many times have asked for reviews for this podcast. I don't know that I've ever asked for a review for this podcast. Well, I am the only one that cares about this podcast because reviews help. Reviews help us grow. They spread the word. Now, no, I understand that, but that's but that's your gig, right? Like that's why this works, because like you have no problem with that. Asking, and, uh, right. and, and I'm just like, hey, if you like the podcast, leave a review. If you don't, jump in a lake. <laughs> jump in a lake. So anyway, five star reviews help. Obviously, more than one star reviews. Now, I just happen to rent. I don't check them all the time. I kind of see how many we have. I'm surprised that we're only at 200 and something because we get a ton of downloads. So if you're listening and you haven't left a review, like Fern says, I'm willing to ask. So please leave us a review. However, or I did want to read- go jump in a lake. That, or, yeah, your alternatives are leaving us a review or jumping in a lake. Well, you have to choose one. <laughs> you, you must do one by the end of the day. But I was randomly reading through our reviews and I found this one and I thought it was really entertaining. And I would actually love to talk to this person because they go by on here the name Nose Hold, which I don't think is their real name. But it's uh, a yeah, three- I also don't think that's their real name. Yeah, so it was actually written back in October, and I just saw it today for the first time. But it's a three-star review. But <laughs> indulge me and let me read it because I think Switzerland. What are you like? It's, it's entertaining though. So it goes so. On Apple, you can kind of leave a uh, subject line before the review. The subject was, or is, smart guy who's awfully fond of himself. Now. Well, 
we know who he's talking about. No, I think that's what's <laughs> up for debate. I don't know who he's referring to, which is why I'd love to he's talk referring to, to you. I think you're fond of yourself. No, I listen, I am fond of myself, but you are verbally fond of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and you are what? You are tactically I'm in, fond I'm of in, yourself? I'm in, I'm in, I am, I, I am tactically fond of, uh, uh, fond of myself, but no, I'm okay. in, internally fond of myself, but you, it's I'm no external. secret. It's no secret that you, hey, listen, listen, ladies or guys, <laughs> find you somebody who loves you like jay ackerman loves jay ackerman and you live a long fulfilled life okay <laughs> but part of it is i mean it's not a persona like i am who i am but i do kind of you know turn it up to 11 for the show yes i like to brag about the fact that i wrote a book available on amazon best hour of their day you know if you want to check that out if you want to check it out but you know i joke around well, let me, let me read this review. So, smart guy who's awfully fond of himself. This podcast is a lot like coffee. I like what I get out of it, but it doesn't always taste very good. I, I can agree with that. I think that's a fair statement. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel the same about coffee. Like, I just, if you could just shoot some caffeine into my veins, I'd be happy, right? But, but give me some shitty tasting coffee and I'll still drink it. So, going, going forward. Overall, I think it's a worthwhile listen if your head is in the right space. I'm always looking to grow and learn, but right now I'm in a particular place where I'm looking for all input and feedback about CrossFit gyms, athletics, coaching, ownership, management, the whole shebang. I, I don't think he spelled shebang properly either. What I mean is I'm in a decidedly receptive state of mind. That said, Jason is very proud of his past and certainly lets you know it. Which Jason is he referring to? That's what well, my question is. We all know because almost nobody, with the exception of my wife and my parents, refer to me as Jason. So but he's referring to you. I do forget your name is Jason often, but you do brag about your Division One basketball quite a bit. No, I don't. You brag about my division, and that's you projecting your inadequacy on to me because you're just man i wish i was taller and more athletic and <laughs> had accomplished some things in my life athletically and so i'm a fern for being a legit athlete let me go on this goes on it's jason, still going yeah oh, it's much longer yeah i jason, i was convinced that was it all right go ahead no jason is obviously an experienced guy with a lot of applicable lessons that i think are very valuable but there's also a lot of minutia in there that I don't think is necessary to convey the message and often obscures the importance or helpfulness. I don't mind, see, this is, this is where I think it might be you. I don't mind blunt personalities and think that the type of delivery is necessary and useful, but I often find that his bluntness lacks a sensitivity to effectively answer the question in specific terms and instead remains in the conceptual realm. I identify very strongly with one being responsible for their own life and needing to take control to affect the path, but feel like the lecture on principles is less helpful when it comes unaccompanied by evidence or examples. That was confusing, right? Well, that was kind no, of like- it's, def it's, it's definitely you because everybody knows I'm, I'm, I'm the detail guy. You're the but conceptual you're guy. You're, you're the blunt guy. No, no, you're you're confusing yourself for not being blunt. Well, then that, that begs a whole other question. 
I mean, I'm going to continue reading it, but he doesn't even include. It still goes on longer. Yeah, let me let me go. Listen, hey, hey, nose, nose, number one. Listen, you could have given us a one star, and I appreciate it based on the length of this. He cares. Review is great. So good feedback, and we're going to take it. Hey, nose, nose, old, nose, old, sir. You, sir, should not jump. No, nose hold you should not like jump in a lake you should not jump in a lake yeah, he doesn't have to he wrote a review so he got there to chose go. that the most admirable trait i appreciate in the next level coaches and mentors i've known is their ability to leave themselves personally out of it and focus on you and the subject at hand to correct and improve jason is very fond of tooting his own horn and celebrating his own experiences i think those can be exclusive of one another but that's fine so Yes. Well, it's also it's. I would agree with that. However, also it's just like it's a podcast. It should be entertaining, and 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 we're not actually somebody. (laughs) True that. All right. Last last sentence. So yes, I will continue to listen, though with less fervor than I would with someone like Ben Bergeron. I don't know who that is. All valuable (laughs) lessons for sure, even if it takes a bit more effort on the listener's part to distill the important takeaways. Well nose hold like i said if you're listening please email me best hour of their day at gmail.com i would love to have you on the i don't i mean you could say whatever you want i don't think either of us are offended i don't i guess the review doesn't align with the stars that's a three-star I mean, review i feel like stars. <laughs> you feel what i feel like if you write that much it should be five stars yeah, I think you're taking like, hey, we've, we're giving you five stars worth of content on every episode. You're maybe not thrilled with, you know, that our personality or, I mean, first of all, do you even recognize there's another person on this show? Because all you wrote about was me. He doesn't even know you're on the show. That's because you don't know how to share. <laughs> or, or, love, or at least- your, your love, your love for yourself overshadows me. <laughs> it's as if it's you're not even here it's well, not a, so at, this is this is just something this listen we're gonna have a coaching moment here this is probably how your wife feels i think if i your other that. partner feels if this is i how your other partner feels that i just feel unacknowledged and unimportant yeah to you that's exactly she said that to me this morning right but the reality is you myself and your wife know that we are actually the ones that make shit work. So we're, so it's fine. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. So anyway, let's a couple, couple tangible takeaways from this. One, if you're listening and you haven't left us a review, please leave us a review, preferably, you know, less lengthy than nose holds and more stars. No, 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 no. Make it lengthy. We want to read these. <laughs> I want to read these. And, and we'll feature you. Nose hold, um, if you're listening, you know, with less fervor, you know, I'm sorry for that, but please reach out to us. I would love to chat with you. Or if you know who this nose hold character is, I assume he's a swimmer, like nose hold, like he's plunk, holding his nose shut so he can jump in the water. Or just people around him and his life's all great. Yeah, or cannonball. He's doing a cannonball. So anyway, that was what I wanted to kick off with. But let's get to the topic at hand. There's so many good things happening. Early March 2021. We've got the Open coming. It seems like every day there's an announcement from home office. It's only going to speed up 
I mean, you so we've so? had two big ones. Yeah, I mean, we've had two big ones this week. So Noble and Whoop in the same week. That those are big. I mean, Whoop is a billion dollar company. Yeah, Whoop is one of those companies that two years ago you're like, oh, this small little thing that I can wear on my wrist and blah blah blah. Now that is a, a major. Like- that is a major partnership. Uh, it also aligns again. Think about this past Whoop. It also aligns with Eric Rose's background, which is technology, right? So again, we've I've said this before, and I'm going to keep beating this drum until people listen to me. The CrossFit has largely been devoid of technology. That time is gone, right? So Whoop, and you know, thinking about like this is where I'm not going to say Orange Theory would become, you know, um, obsolete, but. I've said from the beginning that there's an aspect of that, the heart rate monitoring, all of that technical knowledge that people like, that if you could figure out how to appropriately appropriately loop that into CrossFit, dude, I mean, that is, it it fits in exactly with everything that we do in CrossFit, which is measurable, observable, repeatable. And now we have just additional metrics with which to measure success against and as an affiliate owner that should be exciting to you because uh based on the email that i got like there's some there's some benefits coming to the affiliates with regard to whoop and and other things like that these are all better ways to have conversations more objective ways to have conversations potentially retention opportunities i mean this this just keeps going and it's gonna be awesome i i think that's one thing that i definitely recognize is everything that's happening, it appears to be really with the intention of trickling down to affiliates. And I think when Reebok first came on board, we did see glimpses of that. I don't know if you were around in 2010 and 11 when you know, I had like hundreds of nanos at the box and I'm selling, like you're getting a package. They were giving, there were plenty of times where just as an affiliate owner, Reebok would send me a pair of shoes pre being on staff. But yes, I got the same email as you. I don't know who got that, but definitely the employees are going to benefit. Was in, I from think it. I'm pretty sure it was in. I'm pretty sure it was internal. Like so, you know, the employees are going to be- benefit from it. But I do agree with you. Now, you, you bring up the measurable, observable, repeatable aspect, which is, of course, why we love CrossFit, whether you realize it or not. Have you worn a Whoop before? I have not. I have not worn a Whoop. I, this Whoop I, is kind of like Facebook for me. We're like I just quite literally held off for as long as possible before I made an account. Cause I was just like, ah, I just don't want to, I don't know. Yeah. And I, I think there's a ton of benefits to whoop and obviously it's a great, company. I've worn I heart have, rate monitors though. Yeah. It's, it's similar, but different. I wouldn't even say it's similar, but different. It's just, it's more, uh, it, it's, it more. It's expands beyond that. Right. right? Yeah, so more. what I was just talking to one of our affiliate U clients about it. Uh, he was wearing a whoop and we were talking about it and, it's like this virtual accountability partner. So you throw mm-hmm. this whoop on and in the morning, you know, it's going to tell you how well you recovered. And you know, as, as you get accustomed to it and as you learn your body, and I mean, most of it's pretty smart. Hey, you know, get a good night's sleep. Don't drink a ton before you go to sleep. Try to eat, you know, two or three hours in advance. Be a little smart about your training. All things you should be doing, whether you wear a whoop or not. But waking up and seeing that recovery kind of just holds you that accountability to say like, okay, I want to get in the, the green today, which means you've recovered, I believe, over like 
60 or 70%. So yeah, I think for an affiliate level or just anyone, it's going to make for smarter, healthier, longer term members because they're going to be less injury prone, more likely to be doing the things outside of the box, the other 23 hours of the day that you have less control of for them. So I think it's, I think it's very beneficial. And to truth be told, I mean, I haven't worn mine for like six months because I learned that data. And now I'm like, okay, I, I don't really drink. If I get to bed at a good time, you know, my recovery is better. I feel it. But I, I would be excited to wear one again if they send us one for sure. I would throw it on, you know, just because uh, for the purposes of like, not that I'm super worried about it, but again, like, you know, like walk the walk, essentially. Like if you're, if, if, if this is going to trickle its way into the affiliates, which is, I would be absolutely shocked if it doesn't. And there's no plan for that. If I was whoop, that would, that would absolutely be my design. You know, you have, a, you have whatever, 15,000 boxes around the world, average of 75 to hundred people do the math. Uh, it's yeah, a no, I, would, I would, I would create, because you could do like teams or some, I don't know what they call I mean, it, the, but you'd have like the right that's, team. That's not my team. world. That's not my world, but like I'm pretty sure there's people far more intelligent than both of us who have a plan for that. And they're just, they're looking at a massive market. <laughs> there's a massive market that they're looking at and saying, okay, this is, that we need to take advantage of that. And how, what better way to do that than partner with a guy who's super tech savvy and understands it with an, with an amazing fitness brand. But that's just a, that's a no brainer. Do you think this is because Eric Rosa came in or do you think it was just the right timing or, or potentially like Glassman just would never partner like this? So what, what's the reasoning? Obviously the Reebok deal expired, no contract was you know, restarted, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I don't know the details and that's where Noble came from, the primary sponsor. Is it just a matter of, hey, you know, our vision for the games has changed and we want more sponsors? Or is it, hey, we do want to dive into this? Was Glassman just so protective of the, the name, the community? Where do you think? Why do you think this is happening now? I have no idea with regard to coaches' feelings on that. Like, that would just be speculation. My, But, yeah, I do think he was protective and didn't want to have partnerships for whatever reason. And I don't know, like, whatever. Um but I also in the same light think that I think this is, I mean, I think you're a fool if you don't think that this has to do with Eric Rose. Like this was his world. I mean, he brought in C-suite people from Peloton, from a lot of these other companies who've been working in big, big billion dollar machines. And he's had those relationships, you know, when he owned his company and then sold it to Oracle, like he runs in those circles, like it makes perfect sense. And he's a fitness junkie. So no, I, I think it is 100% credited towards he are, there's probably some previous relationships there that exist. And now he's the guy and has a vision for that. So it's, a, these are, you know, these are like phone calls. Like, yeah, Hey, he, I like, what do you want to do this? And they're like, yeah, like, why not? It's like, this is a perfect partnership. Like we already know you, we know what your vision is. Like this alignment is good. You know, it's kind of just like before, like, you know, probably there's certain people that just maybe didn't want to touch it for, for whatever reason. It's like, okay, cool. But we're there now. So it's just like, let's do it. Why not? This is what everybody's been waiting for. What's your stance on Noble? I've never worn them. I've never, my wife has a pair. I got her. For, <laughs> I, so I I'm kind of indifferent when it comes to a pair. Like I, I, I legitimately don't care. Like it's kind of weird, but um, the memes coming out of make wads great again about 
the footwear are off the charts funny like off the charts funny there's one you know the one with the the dude behind the tree and he's like licking his lips and rubbing he's wearing like a yellow shirt and he's like I'll go check li- it out, yeah. dude it's so funny and it's just like uh announcement you know of uh noble partnering with the crossfit and, and underneath the guy who's like licking his lips like that it's like podiatrists everywhere <laughs> hey i was just like dude this is funny so i've i have a pair uh but i have like a, the canvas kind of casual like i never i've never worn them to train in and i don't think that i would and i've never had another pair other than that pair so i i I don't have really a say so, but a lot of people, it's weird. Like there's a lot of people that are like, it's the worst shoe ever. And then there, I know a ton of people that wear, have like 17 pairs of them. I will say this, the most ingenious business model of all time. They have like one shoe and they just put infinite colors on it. <laughs> and that, You know, that is true. It's just the same shoe. I, I actually stopped in a noble store. There's ones in, when I was in New York city, I think there's one in Soho, right? Yeah, I, I don't remember where where I was in New York City, but yeah, this pretty is pretty like sure it's in Soho. Yeah, I think that's where we got Roz her pair. But you know, they were comfortable. I, I tried on a pair. I don't think I you know I have so many pairs of Reebok that I don't need more shoes. But that's why I don't have any other shoes. Yeah, I would I would wear them. I, I mean, I, I'm indifferent. I think. I mean, if somebody gives me a free beneficial. pair of shoes, I'm gonna wear them. I mean, yeah, I'll throw them on. If somebody makes a size seven men's, good. I'll. Uh, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll throw them on, but I'm I'm excited about it. I think it's I think it's great for the community. You get a lot of people that are like you said, just so gung ho about noble. It's kind of like the hip shoe. Like nanos are almost like, oh, you uh, you still wear those? Like I, I you know, it's like the grandpa shoe. Almost, They're retros you know? now. Well, I, I yeah. think it's interesting because like Reebok was this this big market brand that existed. <clears throat> And then existed prior to CrossFit, but Noble is born out of CrossFit. So the brands align more and like all the sponsored athletes were like initially CrossFitters. They have some other athletes too, but um, that's why I think it's cool. I think, I think the brands align better because Reebok does a bunch of other stuff that doesn't really align with CrossFit, which is fine. Like I'm not, this is nothing to do with Reebok, but this one is really kind of like down the pipe CrossFit. Makes perfect sense. The, somebody said to me, why didn't Rogue become the sponsor? The they, don't shoes. Like, they don't need to well not just they don't make shoes but i'm like rogue is all over the field anyway why would bill or katie yeah. or whoever's in charge there in sponsorships I, they're probably smart enough to know that that's not their swim lane yeah hey i don't like to toot my own horn you know that about me but did i tell you that's not what the listeners think uh, did i tell you that rogue sent me two 25 pound bumper plates you did I did tell you that. Yeah. I thought I did. I, it was did. just a segue. Yeah. It was a segue to bring it up. But let me, this is not me tooting my own horn. It's tooting Bill's horn. So probably 2010 or 11, whatever year it was like official that regionals were happening and I was running it. Bill, at the end of the event, to not just me, but a handful of the other directors, you know, David Astorio, CrossFit South Brooklyn, handful of other people, he gave us each a 25 pound bumper plate. Like to commemorate it. Right. And I must have had like, uh, you know, then every year thereafter, he gave me one to the point that one year he was like, hey, Jay, we already packed up. I'm going to send you one. Like he would remember this every year. Right. And I, I obviously knew that it happened, but I wouldn't chase him. Like he, this is the founder. He's running an event. And like 
would seek me out, even when it was at the games in Carson. And mm-hmm. when I was no longer simply working with Rogue, like I was right. judging at this point, he said to me like, hey, this is our tradition. So obviously this year it's virtual, it's a little different. And I've been ordering a bunch of Rogue stuff as I'm outfitting my garage. Like I got um, the, the fold away squad rack, I got a, a box, I got a couple other things. So one day I come home and I open a box from Rogue and I'm like two 25 pound CrossFit game bumpers and I call you or text you and I'm like did you get these and you're like no and I'm like holy shit like it's not that I look I'm you know I don't like to brag I don't like to do my you know very humble but it was more like this dude is so amazing that he sent me these which is why Rogue is rogue like that if you if if you don't think that that is a fundamental pillar of why rogue is is at some point be worth a billion dollars if not already if not already and he's still doing those kinds of things you've lost your mind right which is exactly to be him like right nobody else is doing like for sure the 10 people i give this right but the fact that i i didn't even think about it not the fact that, that that's still on his radar, be like, that needs to happen. I'm never letting go of that. Like that in, in my mind, like that is that's true humility, like and why which is why I think so highly of Rogue. Um, but but here's what I think is the takeaway. As an affiliate, what are you doing that would look like that? Right? Like, yeah, no, you're not gonna be sending people that, but like, are you, you know sending somebody a card on their birthday of a gym owner or sorry, of an athlete that left two years ago, or you find out they have a baby and then you call them up or you send them flowers or you randomly from another person find out that they had a death in the family and you call them up and you send something for that. Like, this is how you grow community. This, like, this is no shit how you, you know, when people, and by the way, somebody came in today and like, they, they literally gave me the, like, you know, I heard CrossFit has great community. So I stand corrected, everybody. It'll happen. All right? <laughs> and then you I say, was, yes, that's what we pride ourselves on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I was like, I was inside. I was like dying laughing. I was like, son of a bitch. I'll eat that crow. Um, but yeah, like that is, that is what we're trying to do. Right. And, and this is what, but you have to be able to free up time. You have to like you, if you're, if you're underneath 80 to hundred classes a month and working on programming, I was talking to uh, like a guy here who's here from Ukraine for like a week. He just came to hang out at the gym and, uh, and he's like talking about programming. I'm like, stop doing that. Like you need to think yeah. about the people in your gym. Like what can you do for them? And it's not programming. Nobody cares. It's not improving their programming- fitness that much. At its cheapest is free off of .com. Right. And its most expensive is maybe $150 for right. like a hand plan. Right. Spend that money. But yeah, I mean, and I'm not guessing Bill is like you. Like you are off the floor. Bill, you know, and you have other obligations at CrossFit Rife. Bill is probably still entrenched in a lot of the minutia, but not maybe the minutia, but the, the work. He's designing things for the games. I'm sure they have a new piece of equipment coming out. He's getting ready for the open. They're just trying to catch up on back orders. And the fact that he thought about this now, let me, let me add one more layer to this. So I, I have his phone number and I text him. No response. He ghosted me. He ghosted me. No, I sent him this nice long text. He was like, who? I was like, <laughs> I, I, you know, to the, I, I put my name. I was like, Hey, this is Jason Ackerman. Just in case he didn't have my number say, who knows, but he didn't text me back. But 
if he's listening, I hope he got this. I, you know, I hope he knows that I'm, I just wanted to thank him. Like that was, it was really, it's, it's no different than your members like you're talking about. I was like, holy shit, I cannot believe this dude thought of me. And your members think the same as you as the box owner. Like, wow, he sent me a card for my birthday. I haven't been in in three months or, you know, I, I took time off because of, I was having a baby. He sent me flowers. And these are all things like a pair of 25 pound bumpers to build chump change, right? A, a card to you should be chump change. But ultimately he knows also as your members do like, I'll never shop for equipment elsewhere. Road could be more no, expensive. I would either. It's, you know, it's far and away the best quality, the best customer service. But even if it wasn't, I would still go there. And that is, so I, I look at it differently now because I had somebody shake me and say like, you're, you're focusing on the wrong things. The things that you think are important are actually not important at all. And by the way, you're not even that good at them. So like, not only is your, not only is your attention misplaced, you are delusional. And then I was just like, oh. Well, and okay. especially talking about programming, like, do not right. think for a second if you're programming. I mean, even if you're a great programmer, you just don't have the time to test all these workouts. Like some of these companies that are putting out programming, they're hiring people just to test workouts. It's just not the so that's that is what I think is you know, there's a lot of people who are focusing on the wrong things. Right. It's not to say the program is not important, it's absolutely important. So we give lectures out at the level one and level two. Like it is important. But on the, you on, the understand it. on the hierarchy of like what is important within your CrossFit affiliate, it probably doesn't make the top ten. Yeah, maybe eight, nine, ten. But yeah, it's it's certainly not one of the top. It doesn't make my top ten. You you don't you think programming isn't even in the top ten most important? No, things you because do I would I would I would absolutely take any coach that you know that that we would trust and give them the worst workout that we all think like collectively we think this is dumb and i would be absolutely confident with them taking that and rolling into the class and providing an amazing experience i agree i agree i think you know back in the day 2007 8 9 there were times i would show up be like what do you guys want to do or hey you want to come up with a workout no one died the the gym was growing to hundreds of members. They were having a great time. Yeah, for sure. That's just one of the many things that box owners think they need to do that they don't need to do. And if if you if you, the time you're devoting to that is not worth $150, that's a whole different bag of worms that you're making mistakes about. And I, I just think that, again, there's an incredible opportunity coming and 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 I honestly believe that people because and I and I believe this and I already believe this, but then it was verified today with this conversation that I was having that you know I told him I was like you need to stop doing that. And he was like thank you. He was like I I want I needed somebody to validate that for me so that I could not spend time on it. And I'm like stop doing it. I'm like just go to dot com, go back six months, use that. It doesn't matter. Like become a scaling you know guru. Like work on that kind of stuff. Or work on connecting with your. And I think there's a lot of people who are who are like on the fence, like who want to make a change, who are waiting for somebody to come along and just like push them and, and are not making the change. 
And I'm like, change is coming. Like, try to be in front of it. Like, be, be like, you should be, you should be forcing your own evolution instead of letting the market or other things force you into evolution because you'll be behind and you probably won't survive it. So I but should be that thinking the, forward. That's a mistake. Most, I would say most 80 plus percent of box owners make as well as any small business. Just this idea that, you know, at some point in the future, I'll be ready. At some point in the future, I will put some money into this. At some point in the future, you know, I'll invest in myself for this business or whatever that looks like. But the truth of the matter is no different than the mem someone, every, every box owner understands this. A, a person walks in your gym, they've heard of CrossFit, they check it out and they're like, you know what? I'm just not ready. Let me come back in three months and I'll be ready. Right. Well, the same holds true. The same holds true as a box owner. We just don't realize we're telling the same story because we know that person will either A, never come back or B, come back in the same exact shape they're currently in. Yes, there's, there's, there's some C's out there that it's like, hey, they actually you know, did a couch to 5K, they lost 20 pounds, now they're ready. But more often than not, you never hear from those people again. But the, the question, same can be said right. about box owners. Yeah, and, and the, the follow-on question for that is like, like, whatever, it's just like, what's the plan? Okay, if, if you're gonna go get ready, What's the plan? What does that look like? Like, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, like I'm going to do this. And we all know, we all know for the most part that they're, that they're sitting in front of you because they don't know what to do. Right. So it's not, they're not going to magically learn what to do in the next three months. Like they'll, they might start reading and then like help themselves. And like, those stories are amazing. But after 12 years of running an affiliate, like more often than not, that problem's not getting solved on their own. Like they're coming to you because they have a problem, right? Because they can't get it solved. And box owners, there's nothing wrong with this, by the way. Like I used to feel ashamed to say out loud, I don't know how to do this. And then one day I was just like, I should just get a coach. Like if I, if this is weird for me as an athlete, like having a coach my entire life, like under the tutelage of somebody. And then I venture into this other thing that has massive repercussions if you mess it up. And then suddenly to come to the completely moronic co conclusion that like, I can do this on my own. I, I don't need anybody to help me along the way. It'll work out just fine. Yeah, I think, you know, this goes on a personal level or a business level. Both you and I have invested thousands if not tens of tens of thousands of dollars in ourselves where box owners sometimes think like a i either don't need a coach like you're alluding to or b i can't spend this money and the conversations we've had with a lot of boxers at that point it's like cool if you're not going to spend the money now when are you going to be able what's going to change between now and when you're ready to no different than that person that walks in your box cool you're not ready for crossfit Tell me what you're going to do to get ready. And the answer is there is no plan. There is no plan or they don't know. And that's really, you know, your job is to teach them that like, hey, I've seen this before. I've heard this before. I've, I've, I've watched people leave this gym saying exactly what you've said and they never come back. Let me help you with that plan. Let me explain to you why. And it's so different than we do for box owners. What, what was the first time you invested in yourself? Uh, 2015, no, 14, sorry. What was that? What did that look like? 
that I got, that was the first time I hired a coach and spent what I then thought was an astronomical amount of money. How much was it? I want to say it was like seven, maybe in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was, right. I mean, there's not a whole lot of inflation between the last seven years, but seven no. grand. Then, well, and by the way, that's now. still, that's still, that's still a lot of money. Right. And I've done right, that and I've done business. three times that, like I've, I've done, I've done a lot of different things. Right. Like, so, um, but yeah, 2014, as I had the, you know, I had the, the come to Jesus moment of like, you are an idiot. I mean, I think I told you that in 2013, but what yeah, took but this you? Was... <laughs> what? <laughs> I was going to say, what? I told you that at least we met in 2010 or 11, but what happened in 2014 that you were like, okay, Jay was right. I am an idiot. My, uh, my daughter was born on January 5th and that was a quite, that was a very dramatic kind of like weird outer body experience. And, How so? uh, so there's, there's some people that know this story. Um, but so I'll, I'll try to make this brief, but the, the point is the outcome and, and how I, got there and then it led me to multiple things after that and sometimes that's what you need is like some sort of outside force to just be like you're you you're looking at all of this wrong um so my wife was we've talked about it before so my daughter was born uh and she's fine right now she's a healthy beautiful amazing little girl and um other than the fact that she looks like you right yeah that is not that is not fortunate the um So she was born 15 weeks premature. So for anybody who doesn't know anything about babies, 40 weeks is full term. She was born at 25 weeks and two days. Um, And I don't recommend it. 23 is about as early as you can get a viable birth. And so we're like right on the cusp. Once you're in that 23, like when you're in that scenario and and we knew my wife was going to deliver prematurely because she had been on bed rest for three months prior to that. Um, But the, so on New Year's day, my wife and I went to, um, to breakfast and she had some spotting. So we zipped over to the hospital because she had already had a procedure done, which is a cerclage that they basically sew the cervix shut in order to try to keep the baby in there. So that baby can, you know, basically cook a little bit longer. And so we showed up at the hospital and the doctor's like, you're not going anywhere. Like you're staying at the hospital until this baby's born. Uh, and we don't know how long that is, but you're, you or that baby is going to be here for a long time. And we we're like, okay. So that's New Year's. So you day. left so that she, morning, and she basically stayed there for months. She had no idea that she was going to leave the house that day and not come back. Well, that's a different story, which is also like one of the most heartbreaking moments of my life. But the so fast forward four days, and so my my mother in law comes out. Like everybody comes in town because everybody's worried. But my parents come in town. Jess, uh, Jess's parents come in town, and my mother in law says, "Go home, get some sleep." So this is January. This is the night of January fourth. So I go home. To you. I wake up. I go home. Yeah, to me. She's like, you've been here for four days. Go home. Get some sleep. So I go home. I get a phone call. I believe it was like 7, like roughly around 7.30 in the morning. It was a little bit earlier. I think it was like 7.27, to be honest with you. And I pick up the phone, and my mother-in-law is full-blown panic. Like, she's just screaming into the phone. Like, and the baby's coming. So I rip out of bed, drive 
make record time, break every speeding law, traffic law that you could possibly imagine, and then some that don't even exist. Um, but I got there and got gas. And this is not close for anybody who's like been in the area. I went from my house, which is by little Creek by the amphib base to Portsmouth in 18 minutes and got gas. So let me tell you, I was doing a minimum of 140 miles an hour going to get there. Um, so I get there and I walk in and I meet the, the OB who's there to meet me. I still don't remember her name, but I remember her face. And first thing she looks at me, she says, your wife is bleeding and we don't know where it's coming from. We have to deliver the baby. So I'm terrified. Like I'm a new, I don't have kids. Like this is, I have no idea how any of this works. And <clears throat> this is kind of when this, everything starts to unfold. So in that moment, nobody presented me with this scenario. It's just like, I don't know why I had these thoughts. They just came to me. And, and I was just like, if I have to choose between these two individuals, my wife or my child, I'm going to choose my wife, right? So this is the thought that I have. I don't speak it out loud. I never say it. it took me like four or five years to tell my wife that. Like I just kept it inside. And so we go through the, the, the procedure, you know, they pull out the, uh, the baby for my daughter and they show me to her. And just for reference, she was about like, I have a Sharpie here. She was not much bigger than that. Well, like I know. She's, about the, she's about the size of a Coke can. And yeah, I mean, when Madison came out, she was way smaller than I imagined. And she was like six pounds. So I know you have told me Logan was like a pound and change. Yeah, she was a, she was one That's pound, 12 ounces. Yeah, it's absurd. terrifying. Absurd, yeah. So, you know, they they kind of pack Jess up and they move her to kind of, because it was an emergency C-section, obviously. And so they take her there and they're like, dad, you're coming with us. So I go into the NICU and the NICU is chaos. Like it's the most terrifying place of all time. And so they're working on Logan and I see these two doctors and they're, they're trying to put a pick line in her head. And, and so I'm just kind of standing off to the side and I'm having like a weird moment and I am sobbing uncontrollably, not, not like funny sobbing, like I am sobbing like I've never cried before in my life. And I'm sitting there because now I have, now I am realizing the thought that I had just had 20 minutes ago. And I'm, and I say to myself, this is the one thing in your whole life that you have to get right. And you got it wrong. And I'm, so I'm going through all of this and this leads to a lot of other things with regard to, I'm like, what else? If I get this wrong, if I get the one fundamental thing as a father that you're supposed to get right, which is like, you know, trade places, like, you know, like do whatever, like, but you don't, but you don't not choose the kid. Right. But I don't know that yet. If I got that wrong, what else am I getting wrong? And this led into a whole series of discovery with regard to just acknowledging what I'm not good at and things that can be improved. And I basically immediately started looking for help in all sorts of areas in my life. Like, you know, we spent another three months at the NICU, but like all this time, I was just like, how do I correct this? Like, how do I make up for this? You know, how do I try to live this down? Like, I don't know, but like, I have to start to try to correct this. And like, how do I become better at business and all these other things so that I can try to present myself to my daughter at some day and be like, Hey, look, like, here's, here's what you should work hard and you should always try to be better. Um, so that was it for me. And that led to a series of other things. which just like, I don't know what I'm doing in my business. My business was trash in 2014. Now, when you say trash, it's probably, it was better than 
90% of CrossFit affiliates. No, it was par for the course. It was garbage. It was it was not profitable. There was no onboarding process. There was no thought for customer service. It was just, you know, like, hey, CrossFit's good, and I'm a good coach, so that is enough. So, no, it was awful by every aspect of the definition of awful. It was awful. Okay. Like, no, I would never – I won't even try to put, like – spin on, on it yeah i won't so, try to put lipstick on that pig um so, so that Logan, that started January it for me 5th, which right. was then your eye opener like man and i think i found I my coach around here. like i think i found my coach about uh, i think around like september maybe who was that marcus marcus so mm-hmm. awesome dude someone we continue to use by the way when we talk about getting a coach something that we may not i think we've mentioned it before but we have a coach for our business and we, I talk to him regularly. You do. We talk to him together at least once a week. And we're running a pretty successful business. My mentality has shifted over the years like you. You know, obviously, that's a traumatic story. And, you know, you know definitely an eye opener. But I tell that story because sometimes it, you need to have something jarring for you to understand that what we're doing is not working. Right, like this thing that you think is okay is not, and like this should be straight up. Gym owners are uniquely skilled at bullshitting themselves. Me being one of them, right? We walk around all day telling everybody everything's fine. How's the gym going? It's going great. Meanwhile, like you're not sure if that check you just cut is gonna is gonna bounce or not. You know, you haven't paid yourself in six months, but everybody's like, oh, it's good. It's going all right, right? Like, and. S- Somebody had to come along and literally pry that out of me and say, hey, bro, you actually don't know what you're doing. (laughs) Well, you realized it. And then they. But you still have to have like somebody walk you along that path and say, hey, listen, like, like, yeah, but like, but there's a difference between like not knowing what you're doing and then somebody like taking you and teaching you how to do it correctly. Right. Like those are two entirely different things. Or like, I'm an idiot, right? But like, but that's a totally separate than like, I have a, a no shit plan to fix this and move forward and correct my deficiencies, which is kind of, again, I like to use the, the analogies for training and business work very, very well, which is like, okay, you blew up in this workout, but if you don't know why, and then you don't fundamentally know what you need to do in order to correct that, well, then guess what? That you're going to have that same problem when the next workout comes up and training harder is not going to fix it. Yeah, I'll just, just do more. Your head down. No, that's not how it works. You know, and there's tons of expressions and, you know, they're cliche at this point, but, you know, I fail or I learn type of thing where it's like, no, most people just fail, don't learn, and then fail, and fail again. again. You and I. And blame it yeah. on some other shit, right? They're just like, oh, well, you know, there's another gym that opened down the street. And like, that gym has jack to do with your broken thing. Nothing. Oh, has zero to do with it. Yeah, so we hear that all the time where, you know, you and I try our best to live in that abundance mindset of cool, they, they can do well, and it's not a zero sum game. So can we in fact, the better they do, the better we should do so many, so many box owners, though, never get to that point where they're just willing to pull the pull the trigger. And they're just they always think to themselves, as I'm sure you may have like, I'm going to spend $7,000, 8,000, whatever it was when and how fast am i going to make that back and that's a you can't go into it with that mindset 
Right. So because number one, you're asking a question on like, hey, how long is it going to take? When am I going to get this back? When you when you actually don't understand the degree with which the problem exists, like it could take three months. It could take a year. It depends on how poorly this thing is running at this point. It's just like an athlete. Like they're like, I want to make this competition. I'm like, okay, we got to fix a couple things with your muscle up and then teach you to walk on your hands. But you can do you know, 12 strict pull-ups and 15 strict muscle-ups or uh, 15 strict handstand push-ups. Like this is a technique drill. I'll get you there in three weeks. Like not a problem. However, if you come and tell me the same thing and you struggle to do push-ups, well, then my job as a coach is to not bullshit you and say like, this is going to take a while. Like we have to learn to do a push-up before we consider getting ourselves inverted. Like it would be insane if I was just like, Hey, if you just work out harder, that'll magically happen. Like, no, it will not. Well, and there's the balance there between not just, you know, it's, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's an analogous. Is that the word I'm looking for? It is. To, a, I'm proud of you. It's good. I'm going to look that up later, but safety, efficacy, efficiency, right? Hey, I mean, when you, even if you're looking at it from a business coaching perspective, I'm going to spend $7,000. Cool. The first thing I'm going to do is make sure this shit doesn't get worse and protect you from some liabilities. You may not even realize you have tax lawsuit, et cetera. Now we, let's talk about a efficacy let's you know and and that may look like hey are you enjoying this business anymore do you want to come in here do the members you have make you happy or are you running just a shit show there's nothing worse because i'm sure you were part of it as was i at times where it's like i don't want to go to my own business like i don't want to leave my house and go to this business because i hate my members it's i'm losing money and you know this is my, my coaching staff is stressing me out. Well, let's fix that $7,000. It might not be the goal of let's recoup that. The goal might be, let's make this a place you're proud of again. And we're going to eventually recoup $7,000. And truth be told, that's not how you should be approaching this. You and I have both also spent thousands and thousands of dollars on self-development. You know, whether it was a Tony Robbins seminar mm -hmm. or an online course We've both participated in those types of things where the goal is not to make money back. The goal is just to become a, a better version of yourself, if you will. Which in turn, you will make money back if you end up doing that. And that, that is right. And that's, that's kind of what we're trying to, and this is a tough one because it's, it's one of these things where like some people just aren't ready. They're not, they haven't admitted that there's a problem. And you know, if I'm, if I'm not admitting to myself that there's a problem, then I'm in the wrong headspace for for self-development and i'm definitely in the wrong space for trying to fix my business because i'm still convincing myself that for whatever reason like everything's just going to get better i mean one of the number one things that, that that i've told myself i don't know how many times for the first seven or eight years of running the affiliate was just like i mean all i need to do is just like I, if i could just get 20 more members 30 more members everything will be fixed never with without ever following that statement with anything that would resemble a plan to, to talk about like how to get them i was just like well i get they'll just come in and 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 not knowing that i had a massive retention problem or that people were pissed off about certain things or that you know like nobody was saying anything about with regard to like hey are you actually delivering like even like a moderately good class in the 60 well, minutes that people are here that's like the analogy you're saying about an athlete like oh man if i just get to the point that i can do 12 muscle-ups but you're not realizing cool you focus so much on muscle-ups that your back squat went down to 85 pounds or right. you know 
your conditioning plummeted or you, you did so much muscle up training that your shoulders are going to blow out at your first competition. Same thing. You're saying, cool, I got 30 new members. Yes. But you lost 40 because you were so focused on attracting new members that you forgot to worry about the ones you currently had. I think, you know, it actually goes back to what we were talking about earlier for me with the whoop. It was like, I have this virtual accountability coach for a lot of times me, I've paid for a coach literally just so I knew I had someone to be like, yeah, I got up at 5 a.m. when I was writing my book. It was like, okay, I need to spend time every day to write the book. And I had a coach for that. And it was, okay, I, here's what I wrote today. You know, send it in. And we've seen it with our affiliate U clients where it's like, look, we're helping some of these people that don't necessarily, yes, we give them advice. We, we help them streamline things and be smart. But a lot of times it's just the fact that I'm working on my business every day for two hours, which I wasn't before. Putting in the work, you need to put in the work, right? Which is yeah, not but in programming. Having, having accountability you know, helps. Right, accountability, which is, you know, a big aspect of that. Um, and, and, you know, and having somebody kind of like walk you through the steps or walk you off the ledge when you are getting ready to do something that is absolutely right for the business, but fear overtakes you because you're like, what if everybody leaves? And I'm like, they're not going to, because you're going to do this the right way. And I know that because you were about to do it the wrong way. And I'm stopping you from doing that. Which we've, which we've done, done, by the way. Almost every right. time. I'm just like, don't, and do not do that. Like that is quite literally the recipe for disaster. Why do I know that? Because I've done it. You know, people are like, you can get injured doing CrossFit. I'm like, absolutely. Here's the equation. Take something you're not competent with, add a lot of weight, then go fast. That is the recipe for disaster. So it's the same thing in business. And I'm not, these are not things that are made up. Like these are things that I have literally fallen on my face doing and have made the mistake. Like there's things that I quite literally just leave on this back wall here, like that I wrote up there as like good idea fairy reminders. Be like, don't do that dumb shit again because it didn't work. Well, and it's so different than the guy that or gal that walks into your box like I'll come back and I'll be ready in three months and it's like no you won't you're you know because I hope gonna... you are but probably not right and it's the same thing well I'm gonna stop eating period right and I'm gonna go run five well first of all we both know you're not gonna make it five miles and if you do you're gonna bang up your feet you're gonna give yourself shin splints and by the way you know starving yourself isn't the most effective way or maybe it's the most effective way but it's not the safest way to lose weight. So you're doing all of these things wrong, which not only have most of us done as athletes in our lives, but we've seen enough people do it. So how about you come in here and you let me help you? And it's the same thing for, for business owners. And this is, extends far beyond just CrossFit business owners, but it's like, hey, how about you talk to somebody that's been through this? How about you talk to somebody that knows what they're doing and you listen to them? Business is one of those weird places where, you feel like you can get by without a coach, right? Athletically, nutrition-wise, um, you know, even for our birth, we had a doula who's basically a birth coach. Like, there's no aspect mm -hmm. in life where a coach isn't going to help you. Yet, for some reason, when our entire livelihood is dependent on it and it pays our bills, we're like, "Nah, we got this. I'll figure it out. It'll be fine." You know, and 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 I and I absolutely, I have 100% empathy because I I do remember the feeling of angst and anxiety with regard to making the investment. Like, so I, I am, I absolutely know what that feeling is. Like, I'm not even going to bullshit you. I was just like, but at some point I, you know, for me, it was a bit easier because I was at a breaking point. I was just like, I 
I was there and I was just like, I was at the bottom and I was like, all right, well, this is it. It's either this. And at this point, I'm just like, okay, so, so, so what if I lose? What, what if, so what if I don't get the return at this point? Like it couldn't, it's not going to get any worse, you know? Well, we've had that conversation with plenty of affiliates where I, you know, at first it was like the affiliates that were crushing it, who, you know, a few thousand dollars was not like a, a big deal to them. You know, obviously, relatively speaking, but then we had so many affiliates that were like, we don't have the money, but we're doing this because you and I had that hard conversation. I remember one uh, with one of our, our, our members, Jen, and I was like, Jen, you've been open for three years. You've never paid yourself. You have a part-time job. She's like, but I love coaching. I'm like, great. Here's what I want you to do. Shut your doors down and go coach at a box down the road and get paid for something you love. But if you don't decide to either do that or work with a coach, you, you, you're going to continue to be, be beating your head against one. I said, it doesn't have to be us, you know, but the old Gandhi quote, if nothing changes, nothing changes. And guess what? Mm -hmm. She, she bought in, she signed up with us the very next month. She quit her part-time job and paid herself over $3,000 and it's continued to all year long. And I'm not tuning our horn. I don't think she just needed somebody to give her a few directional points, like you're saying, whether it was membership rates, whether it was, you know, get rid of the programming so you can work on other things that, and just have that accountability to work on the business. Well, I think because I think about all the best coaches I have ever had, right? It's more than just like, here's what you need to do. They teach you the how and the why you need to do that because the why is a sticking point for a lot of people because if I don't know why – then I don't have a belief that this is going to work out. And at which point I cannot stake my claim in the ground and will be pushed off of it because I don't have a firm understanding of why I'm doing this. Right. Well, no so different than giving coach, up programming, right? Right. Like a good why coach am I doing will, this? A good coach will be able to walk you through the why so that you're confident in it. And when you do get pushback, because any change you implement you will get pushed back on. You will be able to stand your ground because it's the right thing. And then that thing starts, that snowball, that snowball starts to roll. And then I start to get momentum because I've, I had to get past that one kind of like trick stepping point, or maybe it's two sticking points, or maybe it's three, but a really good coach knows how to meet you where you're at and walk you through that and say, listen, I know you have anxiety. I know how you feel about this. Well, let's talk through it. Let's figure out why you have that anxiety. Tell me what you're afraid of. And we will unpack that in order to make sure that we have a plan that addresses that directly, but from a logical standpoint, so that you're not just making up worst case scenario in your mind, because we've all been there. Like, I can't do that. Everybody's going to leave. And I'm like, probably not. But if I don't walk you through why they're probably not, or how to make that change, or how to talk to these people and address their fears about change, well, then you're not going to be able to do it. You're just going to have a mass exodus because you did it the wrong way. Right. And I know we're using membership prices as one of many, many, many examples because it's the most um, kind of like uh, obvious. It's most common. Yeah. It's the most common. And it, that in, and just doing that also will not fix your problems. Right. No, like, but I will say we've worked with over 20 affiliates specifically to help them increase their rates. And I would say if I truly had to guess out of all of those 20 affiliates total, three members left, maybe, I, I don't even know, three may be overdoing it because we teach them how to do it the right way. We teach them how to have these tough conversations. And 
you know, something you didn't get to, but I think as part of it, it's, you want to be, you know, working with someone that has done this, that understands it and can explain it to you. So you like you say, hey, we are taking our rates from 120 to 150. And when your member comes in and they're like, I don't understand $30 more a month. Well, here's why. And then you explain it to them. We've had people that after they're like, okay, like, I'm glad you're increasing my rate. Like, right. I had no idea. If you do things the, the, the right way, it's going to work out. Something. The other hurdle that I had to get over um, was the, the idea that it had to work out, that the only way that it was beneficial was if I like somehow could guarantee that this return was coming back to me. Right. And straight up with you, I've made investments that in myself that did not yield return. Right. That is a real thing. Right. And the more you do this, the more things that you will play around with, the more kind of liberal you'll get with like, I'm going to do this. And then like, you'll see people look at you weird and be like, I don't know if you should do that. And I've learned something from all of them. I learned what I think works, what I think doesn't work. Um, but the point is when into those with the mindset of like, whether the return comes or not, I'm learning something here. And whether it's a shit idea or not, at least now I'll know why it's a shit idea. And I will learn something from that because you are going to invest in things that don't, you know, in air quotes, have return. And when I say it have return, that return might not come to you for five or six years for a scenario that you couldn't possibly know right now. But the point is I have to be milling to make that leap have to be to lose, you know, still two step, you know, two steps forward to take one step back. Like that's what it a lot of times. And that's okay. Like that's how the process works, but you will start to fix those chinks in your armor and you'll do it a couple steps at a time. Like I have massive mistakes that like, I didn't think that I could recover from financially, but I'm like, Oh, I totally could. Like I, I didn't realize it. And now it resets my perspective on like my ability to navigate the world. And, but that started by me just making the leap and saying like, okay, I, I need to go down this road. I need to get a coach. I need to let somebody kind of guide me through this process. And I've had lots of coaches over the years, some multiple times, some for really long durations, some for very short durations, but all of them, I walked away with something. And I think a lot of that is just a being in the right mindset, right place, right time. Like you said, you had that epiphany of like, fuck, I need to do some different things in my life. Cause I'm a mess. So, I mean, some people get there and some people just get to the point where they're like, all right, I, I, I need to level up too. Like, I think that's a big part of it. Like realizing it's going to take more than just myself to grow to the next level. Well, this is, this goes back to like, do you know, who, um, uh, oh my God, Les Brown. Do you know who Les Brown is? I've, I've heard the name. I so don't he's know. a motivational he... speaker. I, I, I think he's from Atlanta. I might be messing that up. So if I am, I apologize. But like, he used to do a lot of uh, like speeches and stuff like that. And one of his things is like someone, someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. And I'm going to rephrase that. Your current opinion of yourself does not have to become your reality. That can be changed. You need to recognize that that is an opinion that you have about yourself and you need to commit to changing it and understand that you can change it. What's the first step that has to be? And it doesn't always mean investing money. 
you can just go through six. I went through years of just consuming information from every possible outlet, listening to podcasts, watching two YouTube channels, listening to reading books. When I was just like, uh, just an information, just overload where I was just like, I just need to learn things. I need to change my thoughts. I need to change the, the, the lens with which I view these things. And but that all started with there. And then I was just like, okay, now I think I'm ready to invest because I think I have enough information here to figure out like who's the right guide for me at this point in my evolution. And, you know, so it doesn't have to always be like, you have to spend a bunch of money to do that. Some is just to be like, Hey, you need to start recognizing that you have a chink in your armor and do whatever you feel comfortable with to, to try to change that. Right. And find somebody can be virtual. You can have a relationship with like, we, we have relationships with people that we don't know. You and I via this podcast. And I know that because I will meet them and they will tell me like, hey, you actually like, I know you don't know me, but like you're the inspiration for me starting my affiliate. And I'm like, yeah, but most of I them get think it. I talk too much about myself. Right. Yeah. Trying uh, to be. Whole, the, uh, you know, so, but, but I, but I recognize that because I, I also had inner quotes of mentors who I'd never met, but I just consumed their information because the message resonated with me and I listened to it enough times that it became my reality. I know this sounds I like agree. a foo-foo. I know this sounds like a foo-foo conversation, but it's a not. Like that's how you get out of it. No, I think we both have people that we would say the same. I, I look up to someone like Ryan Holiday or James Clear, you know, the author of The Daily Stoic or Atomic Habits, and actually was recently listening to one of their episodes. And something you're saying that I think the listeners need to take from is make those small decisions every day to be the person you want to be. If you want to be an author, you can't just say, I want to write a book. You have to wake up every day and write for two hours or write 200 words. Don't necessarily get so attached to this outcome, but put in the work. And, and I want to be a successful business owner. Cool. How are you going to get there? You're going to wake up every day and you're going to work on your business, not in your business. You want to be an How athlete. Many books yeah. How many books have you read? How many people have you reached out to and asked for a question? How many cups of coffee have you, have you purchased for somebody else who is doing something right that you want to get information from? How many texts have you sent? How many times are you willing to get denied that time? You're like, Hey, I just want to talk to you to give me some information, like swing away. There is no other way to get there. And this is where I want people to get off of. And I know I've said this, but I'm going to say it again, because I don't, there is almost anything more important than having CrossFit affiliates be wildly successful so that we can change the course of what is going on in general society with regard to health and wellness. I love it. I love it. So I think the big picture is if you're listening or if you're a coach somewhere and you have a box owner whose ear you can chew off, it's what are you waiting for? Because just like that guy that walks into your gym, we know they're never going to be ready. And it's never been a better time as we kicked off with, with what home office is doing we're seeing we're in the boom period of CrossFit right now. It's only going to get bigger. We're at the bigger. peak and it looks straight up. And I'm just, I, yeah. I, I feel that in my bones. I can see it coming. Uh, and, I mean, you, and listen, you told us you, you've had the biggest month ever at Rife. I just had a call with uh, downtown Atlanta. Mm -hmm. February 2021 was his biggest month ever. ever. Not like right. since the COVID, not like, you know, in recent months, like ever. And by the way, he's limited to 12 people per class because, because of restrictions. So imagine he just had his biggest month ever based on 
you know, based on dollar amount, income, gross revenue for the month while being limited. And a lot of it, yes, we've helped him work through quite a few things with Affiliate U, but he's putting in the work. And you've had the biggest month ever at CrossFit Rife. Yeah, but started like, yes. And I'm super happy about that. And some of it is timing and luck probably with a lot of prep, like nine to 12 months of prep because I was pretty confident that this was coming. And I've been pretty calm other things that whiffed massively, right? However, that is how it works, right? And when I got coaches, they're like, hey, that thing that you think is not gonna, is gonna work out is not gonna work out. Like one of the biggest mistakes ever that I've ever made in business like I was not working with anybody. And then I called one of my previous mentors and, and he, he, he was very blunt with me. He's just like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, nothing that you just told me is in alignment with anything that I know about you. And I was just like, what the fuck were you 12 months ago, bro? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not where was he. It's the expression of, you know, when one is ready, a teacher will present itself. Right. You just so happen I, to get yourself in that right mindset. He was your Yoda. I'm your Yoda. I'm kind of like your Yoda. You're meaning you're small, but you know, like if, if so, here's the deal. If you're listening to this and you're like, I, I don't know, listen, let's get on a call with us. There's no obligation. Like we'll tell you if we think it, if, if you should do it or not. And I have told people, no, I'm like, you're not ready. You're not in the right place or, to do this. I get angry with you, but you've sent people to other coaches that aren't a good fit for us. Or I just know that they're not in the right place based on the conversation. And I'm like, cool, then don't do it. You're not ready. It's no different than the person that comes into your gym and just like, hey, I really want to lose whatever. In insert the number of pounds. And they're like, cool, I need you to show up three days a week and I need you to start logging your food in whatever capacity that looks like for you. And they're like, ah, I'm just really busy. You're not ready. This isn't going to work because you are not ready. Yeah, I or there's nothing wrong with saying, I don't think I'm the right coach for you in that situation because you're going to go about it the wrong way. It's, you know, those people that are like, oh, but tracking is hard. Yeah, tracking is hard. Losing 50 pounds is hard. You know, running a sustainable business is hard. Growing your business by two, three, four times is hard. But with the right coach, you can do it. And yeah, like you said, Fern, hit us up. If you, if, if you want to learn more, we're happy to just hop on a call with you, talk more. Email us if you want best hour of their day at Gmail. The link is in our bio to set up a free call, but we're just not going to just us. take you just, on. Just DM us and we'll, we'll chat. We'll talk to you. And if, and if we think we can help you, we will tell you. And if I don't think I can help you, I'm going to tell you that I don't think I can help you. All right, Fern. Great chatting with you. We, you know what? All I hope is that nose hold <laughs> that you, that you potentially we've, Maybe three to four stars. Maybe bump us up to a fourth star. I don't know if you can even do that on Apple, but um, you know, I recognize that I, 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 I'm braggadocious. Um, I, I, I toot my own horn a little too much. I, all the other things you said. So, my sincere apologies. We will do. I will do a better because Fern. First of all, I want to introduce him to you, Fern. Hey, Nosehold, by the way, I have a co-host. His name is Fernandez. Jason Fernandez. So potentially, I do want to know, if you were if you were referring to Fern that entire time, just let me know so I can sleep better tonight. But Nosehold, if you're still listening, reach out. We want to have you on the show. And for everybody else, we hope that helped because, man, 
I think for both of us, we can both look back as business owners like you did to January 5th, you know, 2014. Uh, mine came a little bit later, actually, uh, after I had sold my affiliates. And I was like, fuck, I got to make a change in my life, not just on a, you know, I, I wasn't happy with the direction my life was going. And we can both pinpoint to working with coaches. So we hope that helps. And we hope you, you know, figure out that sitting around and waiting is not the solution. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time.